Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. On Giddy Up, it's time for the Midweek Masterclass with the Mailbag Team. And let's kick it off with Mark Road and the Super Stark because... Um, it's a bit weird this Wednesday because we had that public holiday in New South Wales yesterday, but we're on the Kensington track today. Hello to you, Mark Roden. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? I am well. Plenty of racing coming up. Hill Stakes Day in Sydney on the weekend. We'll have Everest Day just over Saturday week. We had a few of those horses yep. compete there in a trial today. Um, some more news breaking just after 10 o'clock regarding another horse for the Everest that I can't reveal, but stand by. Um, yeah. So, intriguing. Yeah, it is intriguing. I think the Imperatries definitely won't be going. I, I, I'm pretty confident okay. of that now. I still can't believe it, but they're not going. So um, It's a real shame, isn't it? I mean, what is it, 15 million or something, and you can't get probably the best sprinter in the country? It's a bit of a worry. Well, she's the most sexiest horse in the country at the moment. And I guess yeah, sure. I guess the flip side of this argument is that she wins the Moy and we're still talking about the Everest, but now she's definitely not going to the Everest. And I said this to Jared Waitley on Waitley yesterday, like people get stuck into us and me for saying, Gareth, you, you're biased to Sydney or you're biased to Melbourne. That's bullcrap. I'm, I'm a national show and I'm, a, I'm biased to racing. From a racing fan, the best race of the year for the sprinters, it might be the Daly Sprint now, which would be great, but it's the yeah. Everest because the, the, the best of the best. If she goes to the Manicato, it's $1.75 and she's the favourite and she stifles the market. Amelia's Jewel, I would rather see her in the King Charles than the Turak. I understand why they would go to a Turak, but I, from a yeah. racing fan, I'd love to see her take on Brightside and Light Infantry and Fangirl and um, the like. You know what I mean? So that's the race well, from a, I, a sporting I, perspective that you would love to see. I, I understand exactly what you're saying, Gareth, and I think it all comes back to the fact that um, at the top end, uh, prize money-wise, there's just too many options for the good horses at this time of year now. They can... They can duck and weave each other. They don't have to all crash in the same race. But the problem is, is that they're knocking back big money in parrot trees. Like even if they purchased a slot from someone and spent seven hundred, they get seven hundred from running last. Like they get they get like seven million for winning. Yeah. You know, and they okay. could have done a deal sixty or seventy seventy percent of prize money or sixty percent. So, yeah, they hold all the cards. It is a strange one. I, I can't work it out. It, it just. I, you know, won't go into the politics, but it's, it's just a shame that she's not going to be there because it does rob the race of something. And Simon Miller, to his credit, says, well, my grand final is either the Eagle or the the Cox Plate. And regardless yeah. of what happens before that, I will make sure that I give her the perfect preparation in my eyes so she's 100% ready to go for her grand final. So yeah. he and Peter Walsh would give up a couple of million, basically, from... Yep from not going to the King Charles. But, so it's money's not everything at the end of the day yeah. for some. No, right? that, that, that's true. But the fact that you've got, if you're four years old, you've got the King Charles and the Eagle as well as the Cox Plate. Once upon a time, it was only the Cox Plate. You know? Yeah. No, yeah, it'd be anyway. great to be a four. It'd be great to own. It'd be great to have Amelia's Jewel in your, your backyard. Um, sure would. What about at Kensington tomorrow? Can we find a winner? Yeah, at the uh, almost opposite end of the spectrum, I guess, from the horses we've just been talking about. Um, I found a couple. It's a thin card. You alluded to the Monday meeting yesterday, so that sort of thinned it out a bit. But there's uh, some interesting betting races. 
Canastat in race three, a benchmark 72 for Phillies and Mares. Aditi's come up favourite. I can see why dominant winner at Warwick Farm last start. Was playing on pace that day, so I think she's just a touch of unders. Uh, I found one at a bit of value here, number seven, Lamandra. Uh, got back to last at Canterbury uh, behind Sweet Baby Boom. Never a winning chance in that race, but closed off really well. Thought its run was probably as good as uh, the run of number five, Greece, who's much shorter in, uh, than her in the market. So I think the gap between those two is too great. Um, I think Aditi's a bit of unders. Gennady, the top one's a, a funny horse They're out of a really fast race in Brisbane before a spell, but its form, apart from that, isn't sensational. So I was sort of looking to duck it as well. Uh, so, yeah, landed one, one at a bit of odds there. Race three, number seven, Lamandra. Beautiful. So how much on that gallop of $13.330 with bet 365? Yeah, I'd say out of the, um, out of the 200, I'd say 50, because she is a, a bit speculative at those odds. Beautiful. And we move on to the next race, race four, uh, a 78. Um, Sweet Baby Boom, uh, the winner of that Canterbury race, come up favourite. Does look to get the lead easy enough, I guess. I can see why she's favourite. But um, number three, Avery, uh, from the John O'Say uh, stable with McDonald on, third up, just has today written all over it, I think. Um, it won't be far off Sweet Baby Boom in the run. I think can just stalk it. And uh, with Sweet Baby Boom going to the 1,400 for the first time, I think Avery, Avery can go past it. Um, yeah, market has Sweet Baby Boom slight favourite. I have them the other way around, so I have to be with Avery there for the other 150. Beautiful there at um, around $3.40 with Bet365. Good on you, mate. We appreciate your time as always. No worries, Gareth. See there we go. There's Mark Roden there. Racing on a Wednesday, Cranbourne and Victoria, and also... Um, there's no South Australian meetings, of course, with plenty of racing happening um, on the long weekend. So, Mitchie Lewis joins us. G'day, Mitchie. Hello, Gareth. Hey, um, just, uh, it was good to hear Tomo on there before, but, geez, how, how would Tags be feeling after that drive-by? It was a good little swoop, wasn't well, it? He deserves Tomo everything that comes his way. Trick, he? He's the king of the drive-bys, um, David Taggart. He doesn't listen to this uh, show anyway. He'll be sleeping, so we can say what we like about him. No, he's a good man, the little master. He's, yep. he's been pumping me up lately, so I need to fly the flag for the captain. He loves you. So what are we doing at Cranbourne? Right, so I'm going to keep to the same little theme I have the last few weeks, um, trying to look for some over-the-odds, because um, that's been working of late, Gareth. So yep. if I go to race five, there's one here, number six, Bo Caddy. So they've started to back number seven, Picky, um, into favouritism, and there's been a fair bit of money move into Picky, and I just sort of thought it'd come in quite short, quite quick. So, Bo Caddy, for me, is first up, has a good record first up, and he's going to get a good run from Barrier 2. I think we could probably back Bo Caddy now, and I'd expect Picky to sort of drift out just a touch where we end up maybe, you know, getting $1 or $2 over for Bo Caddy at a sort of each-way price. So, $7. You get $200 to spend for the Midweek Masterclass, so $7 at the moment for Bo Caddy. What I might do, then, is I might do... 50 to win Bo Caddy and 100 to place just to protect the two bets yep. I'm going to have early. All right, then. Beautiful. 220. What else are we doing? And then if I move to race seven, there's been a bit of money around this one already, but I think there's probably more to come. And that's number 13, Lady Adelaide. So I think it's fair enough that Lady Adelaide was probably slightly disappointing last start at Casterton when running third, but she's got better form second up. Um, I'm expecting the rain like we've talked about, which is going to get us onto a softer track. So I think that suits her and she's got a speed influence like Grand Piero. So I think from barrier seven, she probably finds a pretty good position. 
and they have started to come for her, but I'm expecting her just to get down a little bit more. So if we have 50 on her now, that should be the overs as well, and that should cover our $200, hopefully, if we get one of those three results. 50 at 420, that'll do us. Lady Adelaide, good on you, Mitchie. Mitchie Lewis, formguybreakdowns.com, or follow yourself on X or Twitter at MitchLewis101. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Same. There we go. There's Mitchie Lewis there. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up the midweek masterclass on this uh, Tuesday morning. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the midweek masterclass for at Ipswich on a Wednesday afternoon. And it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at first light racing. And of course, the racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Um, in fact, Chris Nelson's ready to go. So the racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Chris O, Ipswich tomorrow, mate. Where are we going with your staking plan or your best bets there tomorrow? Well, we've got no prices anywhere as yet, Gareth, so I won't go a staking plan as yet. I'll hold yep. that over until tomorrow. But uh, race three, number two, Montebot, and I could have stuffed up that name. It could be very French, and I've made myself look like a bogan, but... Uh, I think it looks very well placed here. Second up record is uh, is super strong. And I did like the first up run at Doombin uh, back on the uh, 9th of September behind Magic Conqueror in a uh, Saturday race. 61 kilos down to 58. Jimmy Orman, gate one. Has won at Ipswich before. And it was last uh, November. I think it was Melbourne Cup Day. So race three, number two, Montebot. And race five, number 11 here, try everything for Tony Golan. Only had the one start. And that was a good effort running fourth at Dooman behind Bandasha. I think we'll take a lot of improvement from that. Beautifully bred. Uh, the dam, Teatralani, I remember it from a few years ago, was also trained by Tony Gollan. Uh, she was super quick. So Jimmy Orman, again, from a reasonable gate, I think will run well. And I'll just chuck another one in here. Uh, race number seven, uh, horse number seven, Shape and Power. Jumps up from a maiden win last start. But gee, I think it looks well placed tomorrow. Gate number one, there looks to be some good speed in the race. I think it can get home over the top of them late this mare. She's racing well. She can take that step from Maiden uh, or from a class one up to a stronger race. So race seven, number seven, shape and power. Beautiful. So race three, number two, race five, number 11, race seven, number seven. You know Antino better than anyone. I've got about 30 seconds here, Chris. So were you happy with the Sandown Stakes victory? I thought he uh, would win by more than he did. I thought it took him a little bit of time. A couple of times I, I wondered if he was going to get past that leader. So I think he'll take a lot of improvement from the run, but I probably would have expected or hoped he won by a little bit further than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, it was workmanlike. Yeah, it was workmanlike. And Tony Gullen was like, you know, he was remaining positive. Um, but... Yeah, he says there's a few lengths still left in him and he improves as his preparation goes on. But I think deep down, be having a forex with Tony would be interesting to see what he or hear what he would have said instead of what he said in the media. Um, so, yeah, and yeah. and having Amelia's to, to take off or to, to go up against in the two racks not going to be an easy feat. Want to improve plenty of lengths, I would suggest. Yeah. Hey, well said, mate. Love your work. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, Chris. Oak. Look forward to it. Thanks, Gareth. Always great to catch up with Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland. Make sure you head to their website at Racing Queensland and you can check out where they're racing today. That's racingqueensland.com.au. This is Giddy Up, thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. The Hannans, there is a market there. Um, Magnificent Andy's the favourite, but 
Um, Pro Consent's my tip first up. Race 8, number 11 for the Casey's. I think it can go mighty close. Pro Consent, the 11 in the Hannons tomorrow. We'll have 100 each way for our staking plan there at Kalgoorlie. News time.